Hey, hey, folks. Welcome to another episode of Post Loons. I'm your host tonight, Jacob Schneider, uh, joined by one of my co-hosts tonight, Jeremy Rushing. Uh, MJ will be joining me soon, but he is on his way back from a Minnesota United supporters group watch party. Uh, what a night to be able to yeah. uh, watch Minnesota United with other fans. I mean, you've got a contest that is relatively slow through the first 45 minutes, uh, one shot on target uh, in the first half. And then you get the second half and things are starting to slowly build, Jeremy. And then it just explodes in stoppage time and Minnesota United get the win. Um, it's it's brilliant. It's phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't imagine the atmosphere, what it would have been like at those watch parties tonight. Yeah, you know, this is a really, I mean, just looking at the win as a whole, it's a huge win for Minnesota. But it's also a game, another game in which the Loons got back to what they do best. And especially until Reynoso is back healthy, this is how Minnesota is going to win games. It's going to be games that aren't very pretty, aren't very very fun to watch at times. They're going to be more defensively sound, not giving up many shots or shots on goal, not producing many shots or shots on goal themselves. But all they got to do is find that one moment of brilliance. It was Bongi against Houston. It's Bongi against Portland tonight. And, uh, you know, they're, they're back to playing their game. It seems like the four, two, three, one is the formation to go in and yeah, what a win, what a night, uh, MJ must've had a blast out, uh, with, with fellow loons fans. Cause I mean, I had a blast in my basement, so <laughs> I can only imagine what it was like out with other people. Yeah, no. And you know, I, I can, I can understand that incredible, like on the same level, Jeremy, I, I, I struggled through the first 45 minutes. I'm not gonna lie. It was MLS after dark. Yep. I'm sitting here on a Saturday. I'm like, what else could I be doing on a Saturday night at, 10 30 p.m yep uh but you know this this is sports this is sports um yep. anyways folks welcome to another episode of post loons again thank you for tuning in uh it is hashtag mls after dark it is ridiculously late um if you're here with us just know we appreciate you first and foremost i mean it is what 12 20 a.m in the morning jeremy and it we is. just got off a press conference with adrian heath and uh and bongi Klangwane, and i mean what a night for MLS. Uh, results across the league, incredible. Uh, just just everything tonight seemed to go really, really well. The the Hell is Real Derby was phenomenal if you didn't get a chance to watch it. I mean, MLS tonight really kicked it out of the park. Uh, but, folks, if you're watching tonight, be sure to share this stream wherever you are watching. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Send us those questions, too, in the chat. We've already got a few of you in here. Uh, yep. Before we went live, we had uh, viewers uh, – commenting and putting questions in here you know we love that that's fantastic we appreciate you dave Valensky, paul forrester for hopping in here before we even uh went live on the show uh but first and foremost folks again if you are watching and you want to send us a question send it you're on youtube send it you're on facebook send it however if you're watching on twitter unfortunately uh you cannot send a question in the chat but you will be able to tweet at us uh my twitter handle at underscore jacob schneider my name is right there on the screen. Just add an underscore, underscore before it, and you'll be able to uh, tweet at me, and I'll, I'll put the question in the chat, and we'll talk. You know, throughout the night here, we're going to be able to take your questions, and we're going to talk you through things. Uh, we'll explain what we heard in the press conference from uh, both Heath and Hlongwane. And, I mean, it's a quick turnaround for the Loons, too. Tuesday night in the Open Cup, they travel to Houston. They will not return home until uh, Wednesday morning next week. I mean, this is a big trip for them. A lot of tired legs, a lot of minutes being played. There's a lot to go through. So, um, Jeremy, what do you say we get? It, we dig into it. Yeah, let's do it. So, I guys, I got a question for you, Jacob. To yeah, start yeah, off. go for it. Um, obviously, through 94 minutes, this was looking like a road draw. If this ended up nil-nil, 
how would your feelings of the game have been? Considering you mentioned it wasn't very exciting, there weren't many chances either way. You know, would you have seen that as a, a positive result for Minnesota, considering maybe the chances they had, but obviously they were limiting Portland's opportunities too? I mean, phenomenal. A 0-0 mm-hmm. draw would have been great. Portland are, fin- are fantastic. Like, they may not have the flashiest results. They may not have the best record in the Western Conference right now. But watching them tonight, you wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. They were so defensively composed. Uh, their midfield is phenomenal. I mean, we got to talk about two players in particular. One, Mascara. What a defender they have on their hands. He yeah. is brilliant, like beyond brilliant. McGraw, very solid on the back line too. But, you know, the main talking point for Portland has to be Evander tonight uh, and how unlucky wow. he was not to score. Yeah. But when you pay $12 million for a player, Jeremy, that is what you're going to get. That's what you need to expect. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't come through the first few games this season, but he's slowly starting to build into the player that uh, both the Portland Timbers and Major League Soccer expected him to be. Uh, yeah. And I, I j- just genuinely, he was phenomenal tonight. And that shot that went off the top of the crossbar, I saw the dip on that. And I was like, this is a Tostitos mm-hmm. commercial. Just just watch. It's going to go right down to the corner of the net. But got lucky. Uh, Dane was beat. I mean – phenomenal strike and phenomenal player yeah i thought that was going to be where portland was able to take advantage of minnesota with with evander not only his ability to shoot uh from outside the box and his quality in that regard but the the service that he can deliver i mean he can put a ball on a plate on a dime from pretty much anywhere uh in the box and with minnesota's set piece defending or lack thereof uh in the early portion of the season i thought that's where the loons are going to be really vulnerable credit to minnesota though they didn't allow portland too many opportunities inside the box 11 block shots for the loons tonight defensively as well and the 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 opportunities evander had yes he's a really good player and one of them probably should win in the back of the net but they they forced evander to take opportunities from outside the box and i think that's honestly when you're facing a guy of that quality that's honestly the best you can hope for let him shoot it from 20 25 yards out and just hope he doesn't put it in the back of the net hope he's not tony cruz yeah. He's the only one person in the world who can consistently do it. It's Tony Cruz. Uh, but, Jeremy, here's a question for you from our uh, friend of the show, always in here commenting, always in here watching, Dave Valensky. Uh, is it the greatest Minnesota regular season win of all time so far? Look, it is It is up there. But to me, being at Allianz Field in 2019 when they clinched the playoffs on Hassani Dotson's late winner, I don't think yeah. anything's going to beat that. It, it, something really significant would have to happen. Uh, to beat that for me, but this is this is a really good one. This is a really good one. This is up there, maybe top five or six. Uh, but to me, that that Dotson banger at the end to send him to the playoffs in 2019 is probably still the number one for me. So here's Dave's follow up. He says, "I'm still in shock. Uh, we're a whisker away from losing the game. Whisker away from picking up a point, and then we just put the ball in the back of the net and said we'll take three. <laughs> By all means, it was one of those where you know you walk in there expecting the bare minimum, mm. and you beat the bare minimum with a point, okay? Yep. Then you get like an, a free dessert on top of the or, on top of what you ordered uh, from your server, and it's like, we'll take this too. Yes, please. Like three points in Portland on the road. Uh, Minnesota's road record this year is ridiculous. Uh, fourth clean sheet of the year, by the way, Jeremy. Um, yep. Big shout out to Miguel Tapias, Michael Boxel, uh, Kamar Lawrence, and DJ Taylor. Uh, that group has been. Stellar. Um, really good. I'm trying to think of the word to describe it. Um, rock solid. Yeah. I mean, you you take out the Chicago match, and then uh, you take out Kansas City, 
And this is one of the better, this is one of the best defensive seasons that we've seen from a Minnesota United team outside of those two outliers. So I, I totally agree with you. And the, the, their ability to, to get results and wins on the road to sort of um, counterbalance what they haven't quite done at home, obviously getting that first win of the season, the spe- home win of the season in MLS play this past Wednesday against Houston. They can start putting it together at home and start stringing wins there and just keep half of the quality that they've gotten on the road. This is going to, they're going to end up in a really, really good spot. I mean, I think they jumped to fifth in the standings. I know it's very, very early to be table watching right now, but I believe they're fifth in the Western Conference table right now, considering the losing streak that they were on and the winless streak that they were on heading into this week. So uh, I think all in all, you got to be feeling really good about where this team is and how this team stands, especially with Emmanuel Reynoso on the horizon. Well, hi, Jeremy. I'd like to thank you so much for joining me for the first, what are we looking at? nine minutes of the show or so uh but my co-host mj has arrived home from the minnesota united watch party uh and look at this we're gonna switch overlays real quick all right bye guys i got a story to write no no stay (laughs) wait wait this is gonna be like uh what's the one movie oh god i'm trying to think of it where it's just all of a sudden one two three and gone look at that magic Oh, but wait, wait, I'm back. And And look at the power I have. Look at the power I have, the remove button. Can I can I kick him? Oh, I can't kick him. That's tough. Oh, he's left the studio. He's the boss. Uh, Um, I appreciate the the last minute sub. I feel like I'm a great last minute sub, like like Heath, you know, like what position would you play? What's your men's league position? Or pickup in general. Oh. Oh, when, when I'm playing. Yeah. What, what's your position, MJ? If you're getting subbed oh, on, where am I putting you? you? You want me at maybe center midfield or, yeah. I, um, center center I midfielder my... or, or or basically you want me someplace where you don't want speed. So. <laughs> I, um, you know, here's, here's my flex, MJ. I set my high school's record for the most yellow cards in a season my junior year. Ozzy Alonzo. I love it. Yeah, uh, they call me the Will Trap of uh, Centennial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had 11, 11 and 17 games. <laughs> did, did you have to miss any games for no, that? Or did it, no, there's no uh, suspension in high school. There's, there's no yellow card accumulation in no, high school? No. There wasn't they when I was trying to playing. teach you guys. I thought they were trying to teach you responsibility. But, you know, that, that this was also JV, so I don't think anybody cares about JV. Yeah, I also scored – a brace in my final game of my high school career, if you care. You know, that was Listen, my glory days. Th- this is the important part, Jacob. You cared about JV enough to score goals. Yeah. And I care that you scored goals. So that's two of us that cared. Boom. All right, folks. <laughs> Back to Minnesota United chatter. Uh, MJ, you want to – so you were you were at a Minnesota United watch party tonight, right? Uh, yeah, I was at the Iron Door. Talk to me a little bit. What was the atmosphere like – uh, when Bongi netted that 95th minute oh, winner. Oh, it was pandemonium, right? Like, like everyone's cheering. Everyone that's cheering for the Loons is cheering. And the other cool thing about the Iron Door, even the people that were watching the Twins and the, I don't know if it was a wedding party, birthday party in okay. the other room, like, they were cheering. So, like, it oh, was yeah. great. I love that. Um, so, one thing I have to ask you, MJ, too, is did we would you have been, so Jeremy asked me this question and you know if you're in the chat here chime in too give us a comment give us your thoughts uh would you have been okay with a zero zero draw on the road in Portland and then does 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 a does a road win change that or are you content either way? 
if you're asking me, I would have been very happy with a road draw. One, because I have very low expectations for road trips in MLS. Even a team that we tend to have a good road record win uh, against, like Portland. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be a positive Peter right now. I don't know where the heck I put my cell phone, but I just wanted to be able to check Twitter and make sure uh, nobody tweeted questions at me. But I legitimately have no idea where I put it. I'm sitting at my desk, and I haven't left my desk in like four hours. I just have no idea where I put it. Um, anyways, questions. I can see folks, if anyone's if you, tweeted at Soda Soccer. I don't know if I can see if anyone's tweeted at you. But, folks, if you have questions, throw them in the chat real quick. Uh, let's, let's start talking, hear what you have to say. Uh, we've got uh, Paul Forrester saying, I'll say once again, Bongi is everything. Uh, a lot of credit to Mender for chasing that ball down. And also credit to Ariaga for unselfishly laying that off for Bongi. Huge three points. Um, I think that's a fantastic point is Mender Garcia had a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very uh, mellow cameo until that moment. He didn't make a lot of an impact. Um, there wasn't much from him. But in that moment, he chases that ball down. The energy and the sprint speed, everything, it doesn't happen if he doesn't do that. And it's it's late match work ethic. That's the drive you want to see from a player um, who is fighting for minutes, a player who is uh, out of the pecking order, uh, down number three right now, if you're looking at it with uh, Luis one, uh, Sengbin two, and Mender three. It's it's a fantastic um, display of passion, you know, and that's, that, that's football, that's soccer for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, really impressive from Bongi. Uh, I thought Ariaga had a great cameo off the bench. I think he was very influential uh, in the flow of the final 35 minutes or so when he was on. Um, and that first you know, touch look, on the sideline, my goodness, to go around the guy. And, and he, he almost – the thing is, too, Ariaga fired, almost fired home, too. Uh, he had a brilliant shot inside, like like 12, 12 yards out, let's call it. You know, 10, 12 yards out. And uh, it was cleared off the line by – Ah, I can't remember his name, but one of the defenders from Portland. And, you know, great play there. Great play. Um, you know, that was the uh, one touch off the corner kick, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great one touch. And knowing that, uh, oh, I can take Paul's question down. Sorry. <laughs> Blocking my face. Uh, uh, you know, and one thing I know too is that um, going into Tuesday, you have nearly, like, you have, if, if necessary, you have 120 minutes from saying Ben. And that's huge. Uh, yeah. And if necessary, you have 90-plus from Ariaga. Uh, if needed, you have Cam Dunbar, um, Z, Z Valentin, uh, Donian Henry's healthy. Um, Clint Irwin will likely play in net um, if the cup rotation continues. Uh, and he had a great performance against the Union when he was in net. I don't think you can blame him for either of Kai Wagner's goals. Uh, two genuine golazos. And, you know, um, he's a veteran in the league, and he's – played an MLS cup. I mean, you can't ask for much better of a rotation goalkeeper than that going into Tuesday. Um, but Adrian did say one, one thing here, MJ, uh, Adrian did, sh did say that um, we will not, uh, as things stand, see any short-term loan agreements uh, before Tuesday's open cup match. No players will be joining them in Houston. That means Emmanuel Iwe. That means Devin Paddleford. That me, or that means um, um, Diego, uh, Diego Pacheco, who is very informed. From any UFC two, might I add, um, uh, Pat Wea, players like that. So uh, I think you know they'll be content with the group they have, and uh, as things stand, the only injury is uh, Mikael Marquez and Robin Lud. 
pretty pretty solid. Yeah, that's great. And I have this as one of my points, but coming off three wins, a U.S. Open Cup win and two MLS wins going into that Open Cup, that's great. Yeah. No, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. No, sorry. I, I, I didn't know if you were uh, adding more to that. I was like, is he saying something else or is that the end of the sentence? Uh, we've got Connor S. in the chat. Uh, quick stat from Connor. Minnesota United are the only team in MLS with four road wins. Um, four road wins, and they also have four clean sheets. They don't coincide, but they have four clean sheets, and they have four road wins. Um, it's really impressive. It's really important. Uh, if you can replicate that form at home at Allianz Field this summer, you know, you're looking at a four, five, six seed in the playoffs, and that's huge. But there's also League's Cup to play. There's also more Open Cup to play. There's, you know, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso to be introduced. I mean – Things are looking up for the Loons. This is a really positive uh, vibe. And if they can go and get a result Tuesday, it's a very, very impressive three-game stretch. Uh, and all plaudits will be, go- will be going to Adrian Heath for that, um, for the momentum, for the the uh, the play, for, for everything around that. Uh, MJ, looking ahead to Tuesday, what do you what do you kind of think with the quick turnaround? You know, are you are you feeling confident for Minnesota? Uh, do you feel like the Loons are ready for that? Or is it just too much in too little time? No, I'm, I'm confident we're playing opponent. We just beat in Houston, correct? What's that? We're playing Houston in Houston. Yes. Yeah. So we're playing opponent. We just beat. I don't think the lineup is going to be as similar to the last time we played them that they're going to have a lot of, you know, for one thing, if saying Ben starts, you know, so, I I think we have a good chance to go down to Houston and I was just about to say steal three, but there's no three there's no points in, in No, but steal steal a win in, in either regular or extra time. What are you thinking? Oh, it's I, I think regular time. Okay. I think I think I think I appreciate win in 90, it. I'm tired of these late nights. But but <laughs> I honestly it's so hard to win away. Like like Houston's gonna make it tough. It's and it's also old. the introduction of Hector Herrera and uh, Bassi back in the lineups. And, you know, uh, Herrera has been one of the top oh, midfielders in Major League Soccer this season. And then Bassi is a menace, man. He's a he's a creative uh, attacker. And, you know, that's – I forgot about those two players' absence. That's it. Forget, forget what I just said. We're, we're, going to, we're going to extra time. Extra time? All right. Extra time. So, and, 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 and it's up for grabs. It's like all right, either folks. team could win. Give me your thoughts in the chat too, but we're going to jump back to tonight. I've got uh, Dave Stevens in the chat giving his reaction to uh, uh, Bongi's goal. Here we go. Uh, just hoping for the point over the last 15 minutes. Fell off my couch when they stole all three. Uh, Loans deserve to be on the right end of it for a change. That's a big point. Um, two major moments this season where the Loons have lost at the death. Uh, and you've added add in the Open Cup context. Uh, they lost it twice at the death, technically, and then won it at the death. So, you know, we'll leave that one out, but to be on the right end of it for a change um, is a big plus. So we asked Adrian Heath about that post game. We asked Bongi about it post game uh, and they both were pleasantly surprised. Uh, and, you know, it's a good feeling to be on that other end every once in a while, because it's devastating when it doesn't go your way. And knowing that, you know, um, it went your way. It just, it's a great feeling for them. Um, Connor S in the chat says a draw would have felt fine. A win feels so much better. Um, 
here we go. Here we go. Uh, MJ, this, I'm going to let you tackle this one. We got Colin Hawkins here in the chat. I don't want to lean too far on the assumption that we may, not, may go on a run here, uh, but I'm curious about your thoughts on why, 20, by, why through 2022 and now 2023 this club is so streaky. Is it confidence alone? Um, I'll, first thing I'll say is streaky is MLS. It is every team. I'll use the example of St. Louis and how they started the season compared to now. I'll look at the Seattle Sounders. I'll look at uh, the Philadelphia Union making the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, and then look at their club record during that stretch too. Streaky's MLS. MJ, take it away. No, I have nothing more to say than what you just said. MLS is a very streaky league. You look at a lot of teams are feast and famine. And they go on losing streaks or win streaks. And here's the other thing that I'll say about streaks. Because there are draws, you can not twist, but you can slant your stats to saying winless or lossless, or, you know, like unbeaten or or winless streak, whether you want to paint it as negative or positive, as, whether you want those draws to be a good thing or a bad thing. And so just by the nature of the sport and having wins, losses, and draws, and also the way you see streak stats manufactured sometimes, it's it's a very streaky league. Um, so we've got Dave Stevens here in the chat. Uh, Dave, again, thanks for thanks for chiming in tonight, Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, it says Joseph Rosal has uh, stepped up tonight. He did uh, phenomenal performance. Uh, curious on your opinion about the the squad minus uh, Robin going forward. Uh, he hasn't scored, but he's always an important player in the lineup. Of Ari Joseph Rosales. Um, I'll jump in here and I will say that Joe is still very young. Uh, he's still a very young player in the lineup, still a very young player in the league. Um, he has got a very bright future. Um, and this might just be one of those unfortunate scenarios where he might have to be a little patient uh, because one, Hassani Dotson, two, Will Trap, and three, Kervin Ariaga are all ahead of him in the midfield pecking order. And he's kind of playing this inverted winger role where he drops back and then he pushes forward. It's like, um, we'll call him like a wingback midfielder. <laughs> like uh, they're playing with four defenders, but then there's Joe playing like a wingback role as a left wing, left mid, center mid, left back, striker, all around left-sided dude. And he's just doing it. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody got here got a chance to watch the USU 20 World Cup game today. Uh, Baby Nets pulled off the one pulled off a one zero win uh, uh, in a stop with a stoppage time victory by the way over Ecuador one zero uh, and it was a wicked volley on the right side of the box uh, from jo Jonathan Gomez and I just couldn't help but think right side of the box ninety fourth minute who's stepping up I mean Bongi replicated that moment and for me that after this afternoon was pure joy. Um, I'm thrilled for the baby Nats. Still to see them move on. Ecuador is a very tough foe. But I look at this and I think the role that Jonathan Gomez played that game is how I would describe Joseph Rosales for the Loons today. And it's someone who is being played slightly out of position, but still doing phenomenally because they're just that talented of a footballer. I mean, really, 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 really impressive stuff from Joe tonight. Um, you know, you might see him roll out as a starter Tuesday too. Because, you know, the one thing we always say is that um, despite tired legs, these younger footballers might have um, a better chance of recovering in a quicker manner than some of the veterans and the, the older players on the team um, that are, uh, are are match fit. Uh, MJ, any thoughts on Joe's performance tonight? Any thoughts on you know uh, what we what we witnessed? It's 
always nice to have another Swiss Army knife that is not named Robin Lude or Hassani Dotson. It's nice to see Winnell come in, get slotted in at a, at a winger role yep. when maybe you don't think of him as a winger. And you like you said, he's up and down the left left-hand side and playing well. I think it's a good thing. I totally agree with you that his stock is rising or as a young player, he has a lot of potential. So let's hope that he can build on this performance and the loons can build on his performance and he just keeps on getting better because I like what I see so far. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. And I look to Tuesday. I think that's a big opportunity for him. Uh, MLS PA salaries dropped this past week too, MJ. And uh, <laughs> everyone's would, favorite. Everyone's favorite. I mean, Connor S in the chat mentions that Luis Amaria is being paid 800 K and the production isn't there. And I will agree. And then I will also say Connor, uh, Zerdan Shakiri is the highest paid player in Major League Soccer. Uh, like, I think we kind of don't, we, we just, loons are in the bottom, like sixth in wages in MLS. And look at how they're performing. Um, Luis at 800K is genuinely nothing, if I'm being frank. Uh, he's being paid more than some of the more productive players at the moment, sure. But Zerdan Shakiri is being paid $8.2 a year. And, um, it's not there. Chicharito, yeah. not there this year. Um, it's about Driussi, not there this year for Austin. Some of the highest paid players in the league. Just Douglas Costa is like the eighth most highest paid player in the league. And Douglas Costa wouldn't even make the loons bench at the moment. Adrian Heath would send him down to the twos and then Cam Knowles would bench him there. Like Douglas Costa <laughs> might be the worst MLS sign. Might be the worst. I'm going to call it. Douglas Costa is the worst signing in MLS history. Uh, if you factor in salary, you factor in stardom, you factor in uh, the galaxy aspect, uh, you factor in everything. He is the worst signing in MLS history. Uh, there's my take, folks. Expectations, too. Yep. Yeah, it all plays into it. Uh, and Yeah. And uh, Jeremy, our, who was just on the chat uh, on screen here with us earlier, uh, Lorenzo was seen at 11 million. There hasn't been a ton from him either. And, you know, uh, he was bought from Napoli. And who just won the Scudetto? Napoli. I mean, yeah. salary in MLS is a bunch of BS, frankly, because these players could go on to make so much money uh, elsewhere. They could go on to make so much more money in their future. Contracts are always renewed. Camp, there's trades. There's, you know, everything factor in that all. 800K for a DP is basically the lowest level you can get for a DP in terms of salary. Mender Garcia is a young DP, and that's why his salary is at like 320, 350K, somewhere in that mix. It's because he's a young DP. But at a regular DP level, uh, Luis Amaria is almost at the bare minimum. So I, I just – I think, you know, a little slack needs to be put under that context there because, you know, uh, they're not paying $8.2 a year uh, for nothing. They're paying 800K for effort, but a lack of goal scoring. MJ? I would agree that there are a lot of reasons to be frustrated with Luis Amaria's play. One thing that I would like to separate from that is mm -hmm. Luis Amaria's pay. Yes. Because if you are angry with Luis Amaria's pay, I would like to point out that Luis Amaria did not choose to pay him that amount. Mm -hmm. There was a front office that chose to pay him that amount. So if you are frustrated with any player's pay, 
you can direct that frustration at coaching or more appropriately those who chose to sign him for that amount of money. But there are plenty of frustrations about Luis Emery's play, but I will say on the positive side, last game, the Houston game, he almost had that header goal that was on the tail end of about five amazing loons passes. This time we had five amazing loons passes towards the end of the game and we scored. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think like that was just a great save by the goalkeeper. I don't think if Even had a great that game. Goal, we're hearing as much Amaria hate. Also, mm-hmm. I think a lot of things about Amaria are overlooked. So people don't like that. He's a hold up striker instead of a goal for goal striker all the time. Sometimes when he holds up, he has no one to pass to because other people aren't going forward. They're going to assume Amaria coughs it up so they don't make the effort to run up and help him. Sometimes, like tonight, he played really good defense, which is not something you think of of a striker. On one corner kick, he had a very important clearance on on defense. And so there are other aspects to his gameplay than scoring goals, which, yes, you expect the striker to do. But there are other aspects that I think are easily overlooked for Luis Amarillo. So I got one more question here before we hit kind of the halfway mark of our show tonight. Uh, And then we're going to give a big old thank you to our sponsors uh, on the night. But um, MJ, I don't want to take this one because I think there's a clear answer and I think there's a uh, like a smudged answer on the screen. Um, Typically, when you spend big, it works out. Typically, that's just that's just soccer in general. You know, there's very few times where a team goes above and beyond their transfer record uh, and that player is a dud. Very few. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, but one thing I will say is that uh, Bobby Firmino is a free agent. Like, I know St. Louis is rumored to be interested, but Bobby Firmino to Minnesota United, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he is, I mean, the rumors to MLS are there. At least make the call. The guy, the guy is, he, he walks into any team in MLS right now and starts. Any team. I would Serena, the New England, yep. LAFC with yep, Toronto yep, Philadelphia yep, any team, any team. But they are not looking for anybody yet, right? No, so they're not no. gonna. No, I'm just saying um, if if they do go, you know, and get a big wage striker, get Bobby Firmino. And if it's not Bobby Firmino, go get Adam Buxa, uh former New England Revolution striker, uh, is now with uh, RC Lens in Liga 1, and he has not been playing a lot. He's been scoring with their B team though. Uh, and like bringing him back to MLS where he flourished feels like a win-win. Uh, so Buxa uh, or Firmino, uh, those are my shouts. Those are my fun little tidbits here. Uh, MJ, who would be your dream striker signing if Minnesota United, hypothetically, were to make one this summer? Oh, gosh. I do not know enough about the striker market. Any uh, any striker I- in the world that's reasonable. Yeah, no, like, no, you don't understand how little, like, global football I watch these days. So, <laughs> okay, I, okay. So, right. yeah, I, which, like, you watch almost everything, and yeah. I watch almost nothing except for the teams I care about. So, Tuesday, one o'clock, USA Baby Nats. Yeah. All right. One o'clock, Fox Sports Go Telemundo. Woohoo. Yeah, I know. Uh, folks, we got to thank our sponsor for today's show, and it is the one and only. 
Pence Holmes. Uh, have you ever? Oh, I got I got to pull their thing up. Sorry, guys. Uh, but Pence Holmes, they're local out of Minneapolis. Nate Pence, fan of soda soccer. Nate Pence is fantastic to us. Uh, if you've ever been looking for a home in Minneapolis, uh, Twin Cities, the local area, Pence Homes is the way to go. Um, we'll jump back up onto the episode in just a minute, but I got you know we got to tell you more about Nate. Uh, owned by uh, owned by Nate, uh, Pence Homes was founded on the idea of providing customer service that exceeds expectations and making home buying and selling process as simple as possible here in Minnesota. Nate and his team specialize in St. Paul and Minneapolis. He can help you navigate this ever-evolving market with the right tools, right technology, and expertise. Pence Homes knows how to help you get the most for your house and get you into the home of your dreams while staying in your budget. Contacting Nate is really simple. Just go to PenceHomes.com or email him directly. That's Nate at PenceHomes.com, N-A-T-E at P-E-N-T-Z Homes.com. Pence Homes proudly supports local Minnesota soccer clubs like Minneapolis City and Minneapolis or Minnesota Aurora, excuse me. And we're extremely grateful they're extending that support to hear us at, at Soda Soccer. Uh, P-E-N-T-Z Homes.com or email Nate at Pence Homes. Dot com. MJ, back to the show. Yeah. I mean, we're talking transfers. We're talking what's looking ahead. The biggest thing for Minnesota United is still to come, and it's Emmanuel Reynoso. We haven't talked about him yet. Um, his first training session will be Thursday this coming week uh, or Friday. Sorry, Thursday or Friday. Uh, has not been determined yet. We'll get a schedule from the club this week, uh, and that'll be the first time we'll be able to speak with media, the first time we'll hear the story from him. But we did see a bit of a – a teaser release, uh, a statement made by him on the club's website. Did you get a chance to see that uh, the other I day? Did. What, you know, we, we talk about the cliche that words speak loud or actions speak louder than words, excuse me, but words are a good place to start. What, what are your initial, what's your initial response here? Well, and I would add to that words are a good place to start. He said a lot of the right things mm-hmm. and there is an action component of, him getting on a plane and coming to Minnesota. Yep. So, like, that's also a step in the right direction. And I don't know if you guys remember when a goalkeeper coach was fired from Minnesota United, but they were really hush-hush about it. Everyone wanted more information about it, and there was nothing that was said. And, you know, you can go into a lot of conspiracy theories on – why he was fired or what else not but for certain situations that are sensitive or not beneficial to one party right they're just going to really hurt one party like it is in a lot of people's best interests to say very little about a situation Mm -hmm. so i would just caution everybody and encourage people to curb their expectations a bit. You know, and I'll, I'll add here, it's it's Mental Health Awareness Month, folks. Um, you don't ever know what anybody's going through. You don't know anyone's personal lives. Uh, and despite frontward frustration, you know, a little peace, a little trust, and a little, you know, just, you know, I'm glad you apologized. And, you know, it might take a while, but... You're, 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 you're on track and I appreciate that might factor into it more than, you know, just immediate frustrations. Uh, so, you know, at ease, you know, we'll, we'll learn more this week. Um, more than anything, though, I think Minnesota United is just glad to have him back. Also, like, personal issues was used as an umbrella term for a long time. 
we now know a little bit more that it was most likely something family related. Mm -hmm. And we also know that a, he feels bad or regret about it and thinks he should have done something different about the entire situation. And honestly, if I never hear any more than that, I am at peace with him being back on the team. I think that speaks for a lot of the people and, you know, the individuals that he really hurt were his teammates in the club and, uh, building those relationships back up will be the the priority at the moment. Uh, of course, football is nothing without fans. Soccer is nothing without fans. But it's those super close personal relationships that he's going to have to mend again. And I think uh, that'll be something he works on. Uh, on top of getting match fitness, got to get match yeah. fit, Ray. Um, hopefully we see him by Montreal on June 10th. That's my hope. So um, Yeah, I was going to say mid-June. So yep. that's maybe a little earlier than I would expect. I would – you know, late, late, later June, early July. But like, yeah, I, th I don't think if you're being an optimist, if you're being a positive Peter about it, you know, that like June 10th is, is unrealistic. He's but, on three, he's on two, 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 two days and three a day training sessions right now, by the way, so to get match fit. So uh, folks, we ran out of questions in our chat. We have 15 live viewers right now. Send us your questions. What do you want to talk about? I mean, MLS was phenomenal today. I want to bring up the the, the Hell is Real Derby because that one. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> FC Cincinnati might be my favorite team in Major League Soccer right now from a neutral perspective. Um, Lucho Costa, man. Oh, he was brilliant. Don Baji too. I mean, <sighs> Brandon Vasquez was. God, since they're just great guys. Columbus played really well. It's unfortunate. Georgios uh, Giamak. I'm going to butcher this terribly. Georgios Giacomakis from Atlanta United uh, has been one of the best signings of the year too. Uh, and he's being utilized really well. Uh, they're managing his minutes. They're bringing him off the bench and he's influential. And Tiago Almada is still doing Tiago Almada things. Um, you know, one thing I do want to mention though, is that I saw St. Louis city defeat sporting KC four zero uh, and get back to their winning ways. Um, Barbecue. It's really unfortunate for me personally that they chose to put that game on national TV this weekend with some of the refereeing decisions that we saw in the first half. MJ, uh, I feel bad for sport in Kansas City. Uh, I really do. It feels like there were some very unfortunate uh, decisions that didn't go their way, and it really took the toll. And like It really was just the match. When right. one thing goes wrong, it's hard to come back. But when two straight things go wrong and – they are genuine errors. They are genuine missed calls. It's really hard to come back from that. Uh, but uh, Sporting are slowly gathering themselves, turn, looking at the, like the team that we know they can be. Um, MJ, anything stand out to you today across Major League Soccer? You know, uh, Real Salt Lake getting a much-needed win away against a Rocky Mountain rival, Rocky Mountain Derby. Um, that 3-2 win, I understand why you wouldn't put that on national TV given Real Salt Lake's record this year. But what an exciting game that was! Uh, five goals scored. Salt Lake wins uh, three to two away at Colorado. You know, speaking of Salt Lake, I'm going to jump back to the U20s today. Oh boy, did Diego Luna look good, my man! There is—I don't know if you know who Diego Luna is. He's a youngster on RSL MJ. Uh, he's got like tattoos up to his neck, and he's 19. He took a break uh, from acting. <laughs> He, I know. Here's a fun little story about Diego. I guess he worked at a coffee shop 
while also playing for RSL after signing a professional deal, uh, just to be able to be a kid again, too. I love it. That's love it. Love it. But Diego has some of the smoothest footwork I've seen from a young American in the box since a young Christian Pulisic. Uh, Strictly talking footwork, brilliant display from him today. Uh, When he gets back to RSL after the U20s, uh, this is going to be really good for him, and I bet they're even they're going to be even better. Um, we've got another question in the chat here, uh, MJ. I'll let you tackle this one because I know that you have thoughts on saying Ben uh, being benched versus Luisa yep. Maria. Well, one, it's obvious to me that as much of a speed advantage that Sang Bin gives you, and energy, and technical ability, one, his first touch is not good. And yep. two, he is not match fit for 90. No. So whether you want to take him out at the 45th, 60th minute or put him in late as an energizer bunny off the bench, you could argue that um, do I like saying Ben in general as a striker more than Amaria? Yes. Do I think he should start at this point in time? Probably no. I I'm, like your I take. W- I, I would say start Mender over Amaria, but <laughs> you know, like, but okay. you know, I, 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 like I said, I think the there are good reasons to criticize Amaria, and I hear all that, and I would agree with probably about ninety percent that I hear from the Amaria haters out there. I also think there are some positive aspects to his game that are easily overlooked. Um, Connor S in the chat. Toronto looking hopeless against it. Sorry, MJ. I almost laughed while you were talking because I saw this comment pop up. Uh, well, yeah, Connor, Toronto. thank you for all your interaction. Love it. Yeah, Connor's, Connor's lighting up the chat. We love to see it. Uh, Toronto, I've been embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one I do want to talk about as we wrap up the show here and get to the final 10 minutes or so is Wayne Rooney and DC United. Um, it's not just the taxi found to show anymore, folks. It's not. There is a legitimate method to Wayne Rooney's madness, and it is working, and it makes me happy because I think, one, Rooney's a very likable guy. Um, I hated him at Manchester United because here's my uh, typical every show where I bring up Chelsea. Uh, I'm a Chelsea fan. If you didn't know, uh, you would know that if you watch every week because I don't have a show without bringing them up. Um, how, do you gonna... think it, how do you think I felt as an Everton fan when he, like – Hey, Yerry Mina. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm happy. Boom. But like when Rooney lifts up his shirt after he scores, and he's like, "Once a blue, always a blue," mm. you know. And then he goes to Manchester United. Not not only is it, you could say, uh, the rival city in North uh, England as far as like Liverpool versus Manchester, but he goes to the wrong color. You know, once <laughs> a blue, always a blue. My ass. Now, well, well here's the him, thing. Can you fault him from going from Everton, how Everton were playing at that time, to a team like Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson, how they were playing yeah. at that? No, you can you cannot. But you know, and when we may not Wayne like Rooney Manchester Red, guy. I totally agree. We may not like Manchester Red, but we will always know London is blue. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, folks. Back back to MLS. We got to keep yeah, the Premier League out no, of this. You're totally right, Wayne, Wayne Rooney is doing good things at DC. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really impressive what he's doing with Christian Benteke, especially um, click has been phenomenal. What a, what a signing he's been. Um, I just, 
everything seems to be coming full circle for them. Uh, and it's really cool. They got the MLS all-star game this summer. Um, and then Connor, one more thing from Connor. He's, he's just lighting up the chat over under how long he remains a manager, a manager in MLS. He will remain a manager in MLS for a while because he needs to grow as a manager and he needs to learn, um, you know, and I'll compare it to Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry um, left Montreal for personal reasons, of course, because of the pandemic. His family was not here. Uh, or was not with him in Montreal. Uh, but then he went on to be an assistant with the Belgian national team at the World Cup. And he, you know, worked with that group for months. Um, now he's an analyst with CBS and he's in contention for the uh, U.S. men's national job, national team job reportedly. But more than likely, I would imagine... Thierry doesn't get a big name job or any anything anytime soon because there's just not that much. How do I put it? Um, not that much to his resume. Yeah, you know, and first team coaching is really important. And I think people will see the turnaround job he did with DC, and maybe it's a three or four year project, but he'll he'll find his way. But it's it's going to take time. Uh, and I think you know it's it's just really impressive what we've seen from the start here, and it's. Only the beginning for DC United. Um, MJ, we have 45 minutes in the show. You want to wrap up here soon? Yeah. What do you want? You want yeah. me to give a point? <laughs> no, I think what we'll end up doing is, folks, um, we'll go do a last call for questions right now. We've got 12 live viewers in the chat uh, right now. Send those questions in. Reminder, um, if you're on Twitter, you can't send them in. Facebook or YouTube, send them in. Uh, tweet at us, at, uh, our handles here. If you have a question, we'll wrap it up real quick here. Uh, we just hit the 1 a.m. mark, um, but I've got Paul Forrester in the chat here saying, da, 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 not that I want them to turn it around because it's funny and I want them to be a dumpster fire, but what does the LA Galaxy have to do to turn their season around? Is it too late? Um, one, you have to go back in time and not sign Douglas Coaster for all that money. Two, you have to go <laughs> just, 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 just wait, just wait. Two, you have to go back in time and not screw up to get a transfer ban for foreign players this summer. Uh, or, or, or like incoming players from outside of MLS. Uh, and three, you have to remove Greg Vanny from the helm. Uh, and if you don't remove Vanny, you have to remove Klein. Um, support so, Football is nothing without their supporters. And you still have ongoing protests every week for due to Klein's continuous, um, like re, re, how he remains in position with the Galaxy. And I just... Sometimes you have to let your fans win and it's unfortunate because you never want, you never want to outwardly say, I want this person to lose their job. That's just not how it works. But when you're talking sports, when you're talking soccer and MLS, if you, if your entire focus is on the growth of your team, the growth of your fans and getting back to the powerhouse that you know, you can be five time MLS cup winners. I mean, it's, it's Vanny or Klein, and one of them is going to have to go soon. Um, and at the same time, you know, maybe you have to try something new because we know how talented Ricky Puage is. Ricky Puage is their Emmanuel Reynoso. They can be a very average team, put Ricky Puage in it, and they're MLS Cup contenders on their best day. Minnesota United can be a very average team. You put, a, you put Emmanuel Reynoso in that team, they're MLS Cup contenders because one player can single-handedly do that. But then the Galaxy also have the addition of a striker who strutted the Santiago Bernabeu, Old Trafford, Chicharito Hernandez. I mean, he's done everything. He can do everything still. Age is nothing to him. They just don't give him what they need, what he needs at the moment. And it's it's very frustrating because 
as much as we all like to make fun of the galaxy and at the moment like i enjoy my bits here there's just not enough happening uh off the pitch to see them excel uh mj anything else there not on the galaxy uh i do have the atlanta chicago game being equal on goals and equal on red cards was very fascinating to me from around the league and then, hashtag mls after dark and uh, i i just to get back to the loons i just want to say how impressed i was with the defense yes on the stat sheet there's a clean sheet for dane st Clair. he had a lot of great saves there were times when our defense looked bad and it looked like portland was going to score and that's going to happen every game yeah that, not that portland's going to look like a score but our opponents are going to look like they're going to score and there was mm-hmm. some dangerous stuff in the box by them. But if you look at Boxy with a couple key header clearances in a row, you look at Luis Amaria clearing a ball, dangerous ball, off of a set piece. You look at how we defended some tough free kicks and some tough corner kicks. And Tapia's playing great. Kamar Lawrence, for all of his horrible passes in the offensive third, defended well in the, in the defensive third. Um <laughs> Just doesn't hold back all those horrible passes. I love it. Yeah. So, and what really impressed me from their run of play defense was very deliberate double teams. These were not yeah. random sea ball, chase ball, like instinctual in a bad way. Like, okay. Bad okay. I, I hear what you're saying. Run at the, run at the ball, double teams. These were. They have the back to the net, back to the goal, back back to where we are going to press. So we're going to double team. Or they're having the ball here. They don't have a lot of people around them, so we can afford to double team. I do not know if this was something that they talked about deliberately in the locker room, but I saw it tonight on the pitch where the double teams were very deliberate and very smart. Sure. Some, something to bode well for the future. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up here shortly. But before we go, uh, MJ, I'm going to ask you a question, but you're going to wait to answer. Uh, I want everybody in the chat and who's watching right now to send a comment in the chat with your answer. Uh, Through week 14, who do you believe is Minnesota United FC's leading scorer in MLS fantasy? Uh, MJ, keep your thoughts to yourself. If you're in the chat, uh, type your answer. No looking it up. No cheating. It's like 1.10 a.m. Don't don't be that person. Give us your uh, answer in the chat. We'll see if we can get a few of you in here, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll say who it is. But we're gonna do a quick wrap up and a quick look ahead. Uh, we've got the U.S. the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. Uh, it's Minnesota United versus the Houston Dynamo. It's a clash between two sides who know each other well. They just played last Wednesday, but it's a different group for the for the for the Dynamo. They have uh, you know their most important player, Hector Herrera, returning to the midfield. Uh, he served a red card suspension last Wednesday, uh, and their leading scorer in Bassi up top uh, on the left wing. Excuse me. Uh, and I look at that, and I think you know the Loons have to prepare for an entirely different formation, an entirely different team, an entirely different project. Um, and I just, you know, I, I think they need to really look at that and think it's not going to be a it's not going to be Wednesday again. It's it's just not. Um, so. Uh, that'll be Wednesday night, uh, seven thirty kick, seven seven thirty, right, right. Am I, am I right there, MJ? Oh God. Um, 
I don't have it on my app. Yeah, yeah, MJ, what are, are you, Font Mob? Font Mob? Nope, I use oh. uh, Flash Score. Okay. Uh, Mom pissed me off, so. <laughs> Sending too many notifications of goals before you see them? No, they switched their format on me. I don't know if you know this. I So when I say I don't follow global football, I don't follow in knowing players' name, knowing players' stats, ah, okay, okay. and seeing a lot of individual game results. But I do follow a lot of standings and a lot of macro, like uh-huh. how teams in general are doing over the season. And, yeah, I had all my leagues and cups sorted the way I wanted, and they did a huge reformat. With no way for me to preserve that. Oh no! So right. I just said, "Nope, done with you." Like, All right. What are we looking at for Tuesday night, folks? Get those answers in the chat. We've got two answers only so far. There's nine of you watching. Let's get like one or two more. Who is Minnesota? We're at seven thirty. Yes, seven thirty. Houston Leave time. Which, for those of you that don't know, Houston time is the same as Minnesota time. So seven thirty our time too. Now you know, like the one meme. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And no All one's right. half battle. All right, MJ, give me your answer. Who is Minnesota United's MLS fantasy leading score? Your guess. Fantasy leading, like total points overall. Total points scored through this week. Over all positions. Over all possessions. Oh, God. Um, you can repeat the, an answer the, in the, the chat G- if you want. Giocamacus? G- no, no, Minnesota United's leading scorer. Oh, you, oh. I have no idea. Dane St. Clair? It's not Dane. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go in order here. Uh, wrong. Sorry, David. Wrong. Sorry, Paul. Wrong. Sorry, Connor. Wrong. Sorry, Dave. Not Bongi. Not Dane. Not Curvin. Last chance here, MJ. I'll give you one last chance. Who is it? Wait, wait, wait. You, you're gonna give me All those are wrong. Come on. Tapias. No. Close. He's second. Oh. It's Michael Boxel. Yeah. Good yeah, on Boxel. Michael Boxel uh, has been one of the most consistently performing defenders uh, in MLS fantasy, actually. Uh, so big shout out to Boxy. Um, folks, if you need a budget uh, defender for MLS fantasy, uh, he's one to keep an eye on. All right. That's week 14. That's Minnesota United versus the Portland Timbers. That's our recap. Uh, <laughs> Walloons. Yeah, Connor S says one last thing in the chat. If you say it, Luis Santa Maria, I will riot. Um, Luis has, I think, I believe, like twenty six points only, and uh, Bo- uh, Boxy has surpassed seventy. So we'll use that as context. Um, it's Loons versus Dynamo when Tuesday night in the Open Cup. It's win or go home. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso returns to training later this week. Uh, it's a big week for the Loons. There's a lot of storylines going on. Um, Sangbin returns to the starting lineup Tuesday night. Adrian Heath confirmed that post game. Uh, uh, Bongi has now tripled his goal scoring record uh, from 2022 with Minnesota United six in all competitions so far this season. He's finally starting to look like the player. They all hoped he would be uh, South African international right wing, left wing striker. He can play all three uh, fun little tidbit from the press conference. Bongi told me that he talks to his mom before every game now, because in the open cup, he called her beforehand and she like, went off at him saying, you need to repay this club for, for, for taking you, you know, for the fans loving you and everything. You need to score a goal tonight. What do you do? If you haven't read that article by Jake Snyder on Soda Soccer, read it. The the quote from the mother is in there. It's fantastic. Yeah. And- but um, uh, against, um, oh God, I'm blanking here because it's late, but last weekend uh, at home, 
Bongi, uh, uh, he Bongi did not score. He did not talk to his mother before that game. Ooh. Ooh. Wednesday, guess what he did beforehand? Talked to his mom. Today, what did he do beforehand? He talked to his mom. Um, Bongi is. I sense a pattern here. He's just a delight, folks. Uh, God, what 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 a genuine person too. Just a, de- a delight to have around, and you know he's been really fantastic for the loons. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we see more of him Tuesday, MJ. You know, yeah. Um, but saying Ben is going to start. I'd let you know my guess is we see some rotation with Clint Irwin, um, Brent Coleman, uh, Zarek Valentin, um, Cam Dunbar, um, maybe Donu Henry. Maybe he makes his Minnesota 2023 Minnesota United debut with maybe, the first team. Maybe Rosales starts again. I could see Rosales starting. Um, you know, and I think. Yeah, I think we'll just it'll be a waiting game to wait and see. It could be a very similar lineup to tonight, and maybe those guys just gotta play on tired legs and it's gonna be all tactics. Uh Tuesday night, 7:30. The stream is BR Football on their YouTube. Uh be sure to tune in. We um, you know, we'll have content up on Soda Soccer. We'll keep it going. Uh we thank you so much for joining tonight. Thank you for all the yeah. interactions. Thank you for all the questions. MJ? All of our viewers, thank you so much. Um, reminder folks, if you are enjoying the content we put out on soda soccer, uh, one, give us a follow and give us a like on social media platforms. Um, but also support us on Patreon. It's as little as $3 per month. And that donation goes towards every single content creator on soda soccer. And that's going to include MJ and the Minnesota Aurora beat that starts up later this week. MJ, are you excited for Minnesota Aurora? I am overwhelmed and excited yeah, uh, we we have two games in one week right off the bat. We have a home opener against Rochester Wednesday night at, at TCL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah, Wednesday night uh, at Twin Cities Orthopedic Stadium in Egan. Uh, please join us if you uh, have never been to a Minnesota Aurora game. This is not one not to miss. Uh, and folks, MJ is going to be on the Minnesota Aurora beat for soda soccer this season. Uh, he does a phenomenal job there. Uh, what a team, what a squad, uh, some incredible players. And of course, MJ is going to be serving up the content over the next few months. Uh, but like I said, folks, Patreon, $3, little is $3 per month. And that money goes towards all of us. It's little things like, like Egan is a 45 minute drive for me. If I wanted to go, MJ, uh, he has to drive to Egan. If I drive to Allianz field in St. Paul, you know, it's, it's little things like that. And constantly uh, we're growing as an outlet. We're growing as content creators. And it's, it's we're nothing without you all. Uh, so thank you so much. And I want to give you a little preview uh, of what's going to happen this week now. Uh, we're going to have a major Patreon giveaway uh, on my Twitter page uh, this week for our subscribers. And for those of you listening at 1.15 a.m. on Sunday morning, uh, I'll be doing a signed Christian Ramirez photo um, that uh, from his time at, at, with the Loons and NASL that we'll be giving away, along with maybe a few other things um, for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we try to do little things like that because you guys mean the world to us, and we're nothing without you. Just like a football team, a football club is nothing without their fans. Um, so uh, if you want to get in that giveaway, subscribe to Patreon. Um, everyone who's already signed up is already entered, and then we'll do a big, uh, we'll do some social media pushes for it too, and all. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, for for Matthew Johnson, for my co-host MJ, uh, I'm Jacob Schneider. This is Soda Soccer. This was Post Loons. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday following the conclusion of Minnesota United versus Houston Dynamo in the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.